Hey, good morning. I know it's a little bit later than normal. Had a late night last night. Vicky and I took our four granddaughters out to dinner. The restaurant of their choice. Well, three of them could talk and they voiced they wanted to go to IHOP. So we went to IHOP, International House of Pancakes. Went downtown and then we had a sleepover with the first three, the oldest three. And so um, I'm dragging a little bit this morning. Just kidding. They're easy on the sleepovers and they were in bed by 10 o'clock. So uh, all was well. Anyway, I am dragging a little bit this morning, a little bit weary uh, physically. And uh, so I found in my life when I'm a little bit weary physically, I really have to press in spiritually because some of, uh, this is just me, some of my um, spiritual disciplines can go lacking when I'm tired, when I don't have enough sleep, or when I'm burning the candle at both ends, or a lot of things are happening. And so I got up this morning, and I read Psalm chapter 4. If you're reading with us in the Celebration Church, we're reading through Psalms right now. Today we're in Psalm 4, so I want to encourage you to go ahead and read Psalm 5 tomorrow morning. Almost said before you wake up. When you wake up, before you gather at whatever church you are part of in that community, in your community. So Psalm chapter 4. Some, some people believe that Psalm 3 and Psalm 4 kind of go together. Remember Psalm 3 yesterday um, was written by David when Absalom, his son, was trying to take the kingdom from him, many, including me, believed that Absalom was trying to kill David, who was his dad. Like, man, you think you're having a bad day. It's a bad day when your own son's trying to kill you and take what is yours. So anyway, that was Psalm 3. And then Psalm 4, remember the superscription that we talked about yesterday. The superscription says, to the chief musician on Naginoth, a psalm of David. So historians believe that David wrote this psalm. Just want to read the eight verses quickly, make a few comments on them. So David says, hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. You have enlarged me when I was in distress. The word enlarged means to relieve me. It's interesting. David says, when I was in distress, you were the one that relieved me. You ever remember a time in your life when you were in great distress? Maybe somebody helped you, maybe another brother, sister in the Lord, maybe a family member, but ultimately you know that God was the one that relieved you when you were in your distress. The word distress there means to be in a strait, in a fix, in a tight place. Hey, Jimmy. So he says, we're in Psalm 4. So he says, God's the one that relieved me. Then he says, have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing or lying? So what happened is, apparently, people were damaging the reputation of David. People were wagging their tongues. People were lying. People were saying things about David that were not true. Let me just stop and ask a question here. In your life, has anybody ever told stuff about you that wasn't true? Has anybody ever spread rumors about you? Has anybody ever said something about you that you know is not true and they know is not true when they said it? Most of us probably. So 
Then, he, then it says Selah, which means top, stop, take a break, think about it. Then it says, but know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Be encouraged, child of God, today. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. When people are coming against you, when the enemy is pounding you, David says, put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, who will show unto us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart. Who put gladness in your heart? God put gladness in your heart. More than in the time that their corn and their wine increase. So even greater than harvest time. When the harvest came to, when the harvest harvest came through, hearts were filled with joy and gladness. And David says, you put more gladness in my heart than even at harvest time. Then he says, I will both lay down in peace and sleep. For you, Lord, only makes me dwell in safety. What a psalm. What a psalm. Hope you didn't miss some of it because I was reading it too fast. So if you'll remember, I just encourage you to have something like this, a journal. And when you're reading through scripture, just jot down thoughts that come to your mind. So I haven't really studied through this psalm before. I've, I've, I've read it because I, I love the psalms down through the years. Haven't really studied it all the way through. I mean, like in the depths of the, of the deepest uh, study, uh, breaking it down word by word. But I was reading it this morning and jotted down some thoughts I want you to grab onto today. And hopefully it will help you in your day today, and hopefully it will be a blessing and a benefit in your spiritual journey. Um, hopefully this psalm today will equip us to do the work of the ministry. So thought number one, in verses one and two, David talks to God. We can see he's in distress. It's obvious he's going through a difficult, a challenging time. Someone is continuing to come against him, speaking lies and damaging his reputation. So what does David do? The first thing David does is David takes it to the Lord. So when the enemy's coming against you, when they're saying things about you that aren't true, when rumors are flying, when people are coming against you, the first thing David did was he took it to the Lord. He talked to God. And he declared, he declared that in the past, you're the one that relieved me. You gave me relief in the past. So he's acknowledging the goodness of God in the past. And then he says, he asked God, God, answer me. God, free me. God, have mercy on me. God, hear me. Oh, other Psalms, especially Psalm 30, David writes with confidence, you hear me, oh God. When I cry out to you for help, you hear me. So here David's just saying, hear me, Lord. Have you ever prayed that way? Like you ever, you're, you wonder if God hears, like you know God hears you, but you just wonder, or am I the only one? Like I know the truth. I know that when I pray, God hears me, but sometimes you just wonder, God, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So David prays. He talks to God. God, you're the one that helped me in the past. God, answer me. God, free me. 
God, have mercy on me. God, hear me. That's a good model prayer for us, especially when we're facing challenges. So the first thought is David talks to God. He takes his problem to the Lord. Whatever your problem is today, the first place to take it is to the Lord. Another place to take it might be to your brothers and sisters in the Lord, but the first place is to the Lord. Thought number two, then David talks to men. So what he does is he goes from vertical to horizontal. And he says, this is a paraphrase. I was just hoping I can read my writing. He wrote, uh, he, he said this, how long are you going to keep this up? Now, I don't know about you, but when I've faced battles in the past, even, even a couple of current battles, I'm going, Lord Jesus, how long? But David's directing this to those that are coming against him. He goes, how long are you going to keep this up? And then basically he says, God's in control. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. Somebody's going through something and it seems like it's never ending. It seems like there's no light at the end of the tunnel and you're wondering and you're even saying to those coming against you, maybe not to them, but at them, hey, how long y'all going to keep this up? That's all right. God's in control. So thought number one, David talks to God. Thought number two, David talks to men. Thought number three, David talks to himself, okay? David talks to himself. He calms himself down, and he says, don't sin by letting anger control you. That's a good word for me today, especially when there seems to be a never-ending battle, especially when, uh, hey, Mikey, especially when uh, people continue to come against us and we take it to the Lord, and then we direct our thoughts toward our words toward them. And then David speaks to himself and basically says, calm down, dude. Do not sin by letting anger control you. Remember, Jesus became angry, but he didn't sin. The Bible says he that knew no sin, Jesus became sin for us. So Jesus never sinned, but we do know that he got angry and he turned over some tables and began to pop a bullwhip after people in the temple. I love that story. Somehow Jesus was angry, but he didn't cross the line in sin. So David says, don't sin by allowing anger to control you. Anger will destroy us from the inside. Anger turns to bitterness and wrath. And then we say things we ought not to say and do things we ought not to do. Number two, David tells him sleep, himself, go to sleep. <laughs> Yesterday, I think I mentioned sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. That's what happened to Elijah when he was totally exhausted. So David's talking to himself now. He's going, self, don't let, don't let sin, uh, don't sin by letting anger control you. And then just go to sleep, take a nap. And then he says to himself, offer God sacrifices. So David turns from, David turns from peace Go to sleep in peace, and when you wake up, when you wake up, offer God sacrifices. That's a lifestyle of praise. If you look at it, David's the only person in the Bible that's ever said about he was a man after God's own heart. Stop and think about this. If you read the totality of David's life, David committed adultery, and then David committed murder. David committed murder by sending a man to the front lines of the battlefield and had him basically executed by the enemy. And yet that guy, the guy that did that, is the only person in the Bible that says had a heart 
a man after God's own heart. You probably have not committed those two. Maybe one, I don't know. You probably have not, but David did. And yet the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. How? How can that be? Because David lived a lifestyle of praise. Even in his imperfections, he prays. And so here he talks to himself and says, praise, praise, praise. And the final thought is this. Um, he talks to God again in verses 6 through 8. So he begins by talking to God. Then he talks to men. Then he goes inward, talks to himself. Then he talks to God. And basically, the bottom line is he says, you are my source of joy and peace. So if you're watching or you'll come back later and watch and you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you're a follower of Jesus Christ, God is the source of your joy and peace. The world will tell you different. Um, they will try to sell you the American dream and I, and don't be sending me hate email when I even mention the American dream. Um, I, you know, every couple of months I'll run into a guy that I will know and I'll say, Hey man, what's up? You know, God, I'm just living the American dream. I'm living the dream. And I always go, what's the dream? And they always go, Oh no, like nobody knows what the American dream is. I don't know what the American dream is, but I know what my dream is. My dream is to live my life in joy and to live my life in peace because those are my birthrights as a son of God, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came that I might have joy. Jesus came that I might have peace. And so David says, you are my source of joy. You are my source of peace. Let the Lord Jesus be your source of joy and peace today. Hey, give me a thumbs up if you will, or a thumbs down. If you're watching, remember when you come on, go ahead and click. I see the numbers kind of fluctuating. Click. If these videos are a blessing to you, put them out on your Facebook page. And um, thank you. Thank you for that thumbs up right there, young fella. I appreciate it. And uh, remember, read Psalm 5. I'll, I'm going to try to come back and give you a brief word tomorrow before our church service at Celebration. And uh, let the Psalms be a source of comfort, challenging you in your own life the same way it does me. Hey, y'all have a great and blessed day.